This is All About Home Construction, and here's your hosts, Terry Canelbeck and Randy Blake. That's right, Randy. Good morning. Morning to you. Happy Saturday, buddy. Happy Saturday to you. Nice to see you. Yeah, we made it back. You know. It's good. Good. Took some family time. It's uh, it was a good weekend. I said I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, Terry was profiling and styling there in his uh, hey. revolution or not revolution, but <laughs> in his Confederate uniform. Yeah, it was Civil War reenactment this weekend. We went up to uh, Kentucky. It was a lot of fun. Kids got to play and. Hang out and uh, enjoy a little history. So it's all about. Well, you know, history is important stuff, man. It's uh, you know, as 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 the kids get older and teenagers now, it's like gotta kind of take advantage of whatever time they want to actually hang out with me. So <laughs> <laughs> I know I know how it goes. So well, they want to do something. Let's do it. Well, so. you know, you got to keep you got to keep their <clears throat> mind moving. That's all it all the time. And that's the important thing. You know, like my kids, I always made sure they had toys four or five years older than they were. Right. So they had to work to learn how to use them. Yep. And uh, so I guess it paid off because my boys are doing pretty good in their job field good today. Deal. So. Good deal. But, yeah, so that was uh, that was the weekend last weekend. But I appreciate all of our listeners out there. Give us a call at 262-1567. Love to get you on the air today. And uh, talk a little all about home construction. So, what's been going on otherwise, Randy? Just working like normal. Uh, you know, you can't get any help. Yep. Well, I I, I talked to a, a a gentleman the other day, um, contractor, and he was talking about how he said, you know, he's just you get all these like you know fillers out there, all these people asking you tire kickers, and you don't know if it's true or not. You know, if if they're really interested or they're just, you know, beating around the bush trying to figure out what things cost or what. And, uh, you know, he was talking about how he was just so busy that he didn't have time to reply to all of them, you know. So, he's, you know, you don't know how many jobs you're missing out on because you're so busy that you're focusing on the jobs you have. Well, the word carpenter means that you are a higher learner. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I always considered a carpenter is a person that can figure out stairs and cut rafters. Right. Until then, you're just a laborer. And now you got laborers wanting to start at $25 an hour. Sure. And, you know, the most most people in the people out there in the real world doesn't understand that a laborer can cost you up to 10000 the contractor up to $10,000 right. a year. In training, uh, what I used to do until uh, the economy took a downturn was, is, see, I was part of the education class mm-hmm. creating the construction help creating the construction so Watauga High kids could go to Caldwell. Right. And their senior year didn't have to graduate from Watauga. So being part of it, I have a new hire employee at Aston. See, it's always on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I'd say, I'll pay for you to go to Caldwell Community College and take his class. Sure. That's cool. And that gives them a good background. Yep. And uh, that helped out a lot. Yep. Well, you know, that that's, that's always a fun. I mean, we... Everyone that listens to our show knows that we we support kind of the, the young people coming into the trades and I encourage that. And uh, I will tell you, it's been pr- pretty cool at the high school. Uh, I saw some kids out there the other day. They've got a little brick wall outside that they're building, and uh, they've got it up to about chest high almost. That's one of the so, biggest shortages we have right now is in Masons in Watauga yeah. County. So uh, it's uh, 
high school kids are, are doing it from from a distance. The wall looks pretty straight. So I, need to, well, they're I need to walk over to it and see. And, you know, uh, we've had a lot of complaints over the years <clears throat> from homeowners from different areas. Yep. And uh, especially like people from Charlotte going, well, why don't you do this and this? I said, think of the population of Charlotte compared to Watauga County. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a big difference between who, how many people live here, how many people live there. Right. And if you people don't understand when you turn the uh, TV on every morning, you got about six, seven different heating and air companies advertising every morning. Right. And they all got all them brand new trucks, so that means they got a lot of people down there to choose from. Sure. And I've also seen it where electricians have drove all the way up here to do electrical work because homeowners couldn't get electricians. Right. Well, there's definitely a labor shortage. We're, we're, we're going to kind of jump into that in just a little bit. Um, you know, one thing uh, while we're on the topic of shortages, though, is is materials. And uh, I was reading that, you know, we're, we're – I don't know. Are we starting to get out of the lumber shortage or at least part of that? No, I really don't think so. And the reason I don't think so, now this is just my opinion, is you've got Louisiana, Alabama down there and part of Texas, you know, where the hurricane hits. Mm -hmm. You know, in Texas they had tornadoes come through there and into Oklahoma and stuff. And that's no different than California with the fires in Oregon, uh, Washington, Idaho. Arizona, uh, see, every time you have a forest fire, and we've never had forest fires destroy as many houses as there is out there. And uh, a lot of that timber that is is burnt and dead, that can be used, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if they'll let them. Right. You know, uh, the ponderosa pine, Anderson Window, when they went into business for themselves, that's what they use is ponderosa pine. Okay. And they got them from dead fire trees because they's already basically kill dry. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, so that's how they got their start. But you got to have people to saw that lumber. You got to have people go get it. And the reason I say I don't know if they'll allow them to get it is because of all the fire damage. And you go in there with a skitter, now you're really going to gash the ground. Right. Where if, if they can get some soaking rains instead of, downpours like i think that's what they've been yep. getting this last week then that'll push that burnt residue into the ground and come next spring or comes now if it stays warm they'll have new plant growth right because yep. i know the fires get hot but most of the fires are in the trees yep and uh on the ground which you know when it happened out in yellowstone they just let it burn sure instead of putting it out and in the average creeks where the fires were, the trout were six, seven inches long. And after the fire and everything started greening up, some of those trout now 14, 15, 16 That's inches cool. long. Because yeah. it, it was the hindrance of not enough sunlight that was keeping them from growing. Okay. That's cool. <coughs> well, you know, one, one thing I was reading about, too, on the shortages on the supplies, you know, I mean, if, if everyone knows that there's all sorts of shortages for, you know, the, the ports and, and ships out, you know, out in the ocean with a full of, of supplies, uh, whatever you know, whatever you you want to want, you know, basically. Um, but I was reading that it was talk, it was starting to take a toll on the construction industry also because there's, you've got you know PVCs, you've got you know bo- uh, nuts and bolts and nails and you know stuff like that. 
that are most most nails yeah. made overseas were made in, actually in South Korea at one time, right. and I guess they've closed the implants now. But they, uh, they, I was reading it, it was saying that you know now you're starting. To, so you had the lumber shortage, and and you still do, but now it's starting to switch over to other materials as well. Plumber, plumbers have had a real hard time. Right. Uh, you know, we had a plant shut down in uh, Charlotte down there with Charlotte Pipe, mm-hmm. where they did PVC pipe and stuff yep. like that. I don't know if they've got a new plant built up or not. Uh, I was hoping they would. I I, I have a friend who um, ordered a, a wood stove. You know, he was trying to, to go get a wood stove installed in his house. And several months ago, ordered it before it got cold, and he's still waiting on it. Probably be waiting on it a while, mm-hmm. you know. It happened back in 2007 and eight before the house, housing crunch hit up here. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get products out of California at all because right. the demand was so high. Now the demand is so high, but we can't even get it into the ports. Sure. And, uh, you know, it it is a trucking shortage. You know, we knew that there was a trucking shortage three years ago. Yep. Before COVID started. Yep. And... That was because of the old people dying out or retiring. I get it. Labor shortages, and that's what we're going to talk about right after the break. Thanks. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. Give us a call, 828-262-1567. Love to put you right on the air. Talking a little bit about labor shortages, and uh, in particular in the construction industry. So there's no secret if you drive down a any road, take your pick, right, left, up, down, you'll see a sign for somebody hiring. Correct. And, uh, you know, in August, uh, they showed uh, $10.4 million in job openings. Yep. I hadn't been able to find the <clears throat> September yet. but But then also at the same amount of time, 4.3 million people quit. Yep. And I, they blame a lot of that on because people was being overworked because people people are afraid. Yeah. And uh well, I, you know, there there's a lot to be said like I mean, well first of all, in the construction industry, I don't know that it's really ever truly recovered since 2005ish, you know, 8ish when the, when the when Correct. started busting. Um but you know, now, like you said, it's it's a shortage, and the, the people who do or are working, you know, are, are just worked to death, right? I mean, look at the healthcare is the same way. I mean, you know, name any industry, I think you can justify that. Um, you know, and, and when this certain amount of job has to be done in, in whatever field you're in, and you know, if you've got ten employees, it takes to do that job. Well, now you only got eight. You still got to get that job done. And you well, look at the it, restaurants; they can't even open up their dining rooms yep. because they don't have the staff. But you know what? Everybody's afraid to work because of COVID. But when you went to the football game, how many people had masks on? Right, I get it. So it don't work for me. And then you got parents that are—I don't know. I'm glad they got enough money; their kid don't work. But what kind of ethics are you building with these children? Sure. If if you don't have a job right now, it's because for whatever reason you don't want one. You know, and I'm not saying that you know in, that in a negative way. I mean, there's many reasons why you you can't work or don't want to work or don't want a specific job. But I'm just saying that you know, like there's so many opportunities right now that 
that you can pick and choose where and what you want to do. Correct. And, you know, then the big debate over minimum wage. But, you know, minimum wage is a start-up wage for 15-, 16-year-old kids getting into the workforce. Well, and I, and I still stand by, you know, the, the, the minimum wage idea. It's a, to me, when you, it's all about inflation. I mean, we could we could scrap the dollar and call it whatever you know widget you want to call it, right? Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, look at you talk about fast food. Look at fast food. When I was a teenager working in fast food at minimum wage, what I got, you know, I could go to that same fast food restaurant and buy a meal with it. And you know, now you know, four or five bucks after tax, you around basically around a five dollar bill, right? Mm-hmm. Look at it now. Go to any fast food restaurant, you're seven eight bucks. Correct. Which or, is what minimum wages, you know, in yeah. that same neighborhood. Uh, but now I don't want to make anybody mad, but if you're 40 years old still making minimum wage, what did you do in life to not allow yourself to increase so you could get a better job? You know, even in our field, you know, we can only go so, so high in payroll because homeowners won't pay you for the work you do. Right. So it's all trickle-down economics. Yep. You know, even though the book tells you that if you're paying a guy $18 an hour, you're supposed to be charging $55 an hour. Sure. To maintain your equipment, your vehicles, your insurance, your phones, and everything else. And then, well, golly, you know, I hear it. You're too high. No, I don't charge that. But I've always been trying to do the best I could on my estimate. Right. And now that I'm getting a little older, I'm not on the job as much. But I still got to make my salary. Well, uh, you know, looking through, I saw this nationwide study that was saying that 88% of contractors are reporting moderate to high levels of difficulties finding skilled workers. Um, And 35% of contractors report turning down work due to that shortage. Yes. And, uh, And the thing about it is people are coming and going. Like, you know, one day you might have a painter say, yes, I'll price it out, and then He'll price it out, and then the next thing is he can't get the paint. Yep. You know, Sherman Sherman Williams over here is a good example. Sure. Of you know, a lot of a lot of painters get a lot of materials from Sherman Williams. They don't buy it from Lowe's; they buy it from Sherman Williams. And the shelves are bare. Yep. Well, you know, the, the shortages though are, are, are like you said are setting everybody back. You know, uh, the same study was talking about sixty eight percent of contractors are saying that. Uh, that they're asking their skill workers to do more. And that goes back to what we were saying a while ago is, you know, and the job has to be done. And if you only have, you know, what normally takes five people, if you only got four people, you got to work harder to, you know, or more to make up for that lost person. Correct. And, and that's, you know, that that's, so you're asking more of your employees. And that. that's plus the increased labor time mm-hmm. to make up for that one loss. Yep. Um, and and fifty six percent of contractors uh, reported uh, the challenge in meeting the schedule requirements. So, again, what we just said, lost time, right? A lost man uh, takes longer to, to make up for that, and so now you, you've got a delay, or you've got shortages for materials, and so now you got a delay into it. Well, you know, and the banks <clears throat> try to hold you to one year on building the construction, and that's pretty good for. Uh, 12, 14 square, 100 square foot right. home. But once it goes above that, you know, then it's hard for a contractor with this labor force to even stay within it. Yep. 
And because, uh, you know, golly, I worked on one house. Luckily, it wasn't a bank loan, but I was on it three years. Yeah. And because of what they wanted. I get it. And then, uh, you know, and, and look at in the same study that, that uh, contractors were, you know, 50% or more were saying that they were putting in higher bids because of all the, sh- you know, the issues, the shortages, the, the worries and stuff. And another thing, too, is you, as a contractor, you just can't go out and hire anybody out there. Right. I mean, you can hire them, but you have, they have to prove to you that they know what they're doing. Yeah. And I don't know if this, the law is into effect still like it was in the 80s and 90s. That you, within six weeks, if you didn't like what they did, you could release them, mm-hmm. you know. But most of the time... You know, when you hire somebody, you want somebody that's pretty honest because, yeah. you know, we're, we're working in people's homes, and you don't want to hire a thief. You know, that's pretty scary as to, uh, golly, have a homeowner come up and say, hey, I had something stolen out of my house. Sure. Yeah. That'd be terrifying. Yep. And another thing, that's a two-way street, too. Because, you know, we've had a guest on our show where homeowners accused him of stealing stuff out of their house. Right. But the only thing was he had a deer camera sitting out there watching what was going on and come find out the homeowners were taking the stuff back wow. and getting the money back. So, I mean, it, it homeowners can be just as, as yep. Yep. bad as a, a bad contractor. Well, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's sad. It's a shame. Um, you know, but my thing is, like, again, it's just so hard to find people to, to, to work for various reasons. Um, it's scary. Yep. You know. And, and, and yeah, you know, and, and obviously on all of our home construction, we're talking about the construction industry. But, again, it's, you know, it's, it's health care. It's, it's food services, everything. Trucking. Yep. Trucking. Oh, that's a big one, right? Yeah. We'll take another break. We'll be right back right after this. That's right, all about home construction here on WATA. Give us a call, 828-262-1567. Hey, if you're looking for a job, give me a call because I, we can we can hook you up to some other listeners who are looking for employees, right? That's uh, that's interesting. It's, it, it's, it's, it's scary. I mean, it really is in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. You know, it's... Uh, it, it, and you know, I'm glad that... I mean, I think up here we have a good, strong, overall, I think people have a good, strong work worth work ethic. Can't talk this morning. Um, even, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but, again, there, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make up for the shortages. And when you think about the construction labor shortages, again, let's go back to, what, 2008-ish, when, the, you know, when, when things kind of fell out. Um, lots of people left the trade. I had well. Mm-hmm. I had in two thousand and eight. I had uh, nine people, mm-hmm. pretty good people too, and uh, you know I was happy with what I had and stuff. And then, uh, you know, people go on. Yeah. Well, the recession. You know, I mean, it there was there was a time period there when there wasn't any jobs, right? Or there wasn't much jobs, and so you had to lay people off. And a lot of those people just didn't come back into the 
that field, you know. And so you you know you you got to work, you got to make a living, right? You got to right. pay bills. So when you know when when you go off and and you know now you're out of the you you've went from swinging a hammer to you know name the name it you know working on a computer or what have you, right? Or it's, you know uh, it's untelling where they went. You know, a lot of people moved, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find jobs. Yep. Uh, believe it or not, during the housing crunch, Tennessee didn't slow down. Right. You know, I don't know why, but they didn't slow down. They kept going. They kept building, kept everything over there. Right. Well, and then, you know, then you look at it, too. How many of those people, you know, in during that recession, so, you know, we're going back 10 to 15 years ago, how many people at this point, retired right like they weren't ready to retire but the recession sort of forced them into it so obviously that workforce is that population of the workforce is not coming back they're retired they're done well we've already talked about you know many times about the the shortages of the students you know the the young people coming into the trade you know the shortages and the the small amount that's coming in so you know we it's a it's a simple math problem right yeah, you know, you got three people leave and only one person come in. How many are you short? You know, I mean, it's 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 first grade math, you know, and and so it's uh, I think that's a huge huge problem, you know, and how many of those people didn't come, you know, weren't replaced in the in the workforce, and the workforce has got to it's got to stay constant, and then on you know, but then on the other side, it's got to continue to grow. I mean, you, you, right. if we're growing house, you know, the housing market or construction industry, you've got to have more than instead of less. You, know, you can't you know, being static is, is is I think right now being static on the workforce numbers would be great, but we're not even there. We're losing numbers, you know, much less in, in well, trying to increase. Well, I ain't them. paid minimum wage to anybody in decades, right? You know, and because I always paid more to try to train them to be more to be better than they was because they generally come in, they don't know anything. Right. And uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. It's just, had a guy one time tell me, sitting there at the restaurant, we was eating lunch together, and my lead man was there, and he said, I don't know what Randy's paying you, but I'll pay you $5 more an hour because wow. every time I get it, one of his calls, they're already trained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, people... Uh, you have to have a love for what you're doing in it. And, you know, a lot of kids, you know, I started with my dad at 14, and I really enjoyed what I was doing, but I didn't know if that's going to be my career or not. Sure. But I came back to it twice. Twice I left it because of the housing crunch in the mid-'70s. And uh, and then again in the uh, mid-'80s, not quite the mid-'80s, and—, and and then I come back to it. Yeah, I, I read a, a really interesting article, and it was uh, kind of take, kind of talking about you know uh, with the in, in the shortages in related to COVID, um, you know, and and first of all, like I think a lot of sort of that lingering unemployment reasonings or, or you know reasons to stay unemployed is, and I'm not saying this is good or bad. I'm just I'm just trying to trying to lay it out the way I see the facts, right? Um, is you know the, the supplements that the federal government the unemployments um, and stuff and so it made it easier to not work and and and, and I get why like right, right like I'm not even, I'm not trying to get into the debate of you know 
safety and, and health concerns. Like I'm just 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 strictly talking about you know labor shortages at the moment. Well, you know, um, and, that did hurt the labor force, and uh, it probably helped a lot of single moms and stuff right. like that. But we're noticing that all those people that got all that extra money sure didn't pay their rent, did they? Right. Well, yeah. And but, uh, well, this was this article was interesting because it was talking about the uh, the coexistence of the job rec- uh, record openings with the high unemployment. So, basically, what it was saying is, um, you know, the the COVID related changes in labor supply. So, people shut, you know, places shut down, people couldn't work, that kind of thing. Um, and it, it's just taking a while for that. And, and then. Uh, let me back up. So the labor shortage, you know, people t- had to stop working for various reasons. And then all of a sudden there was like a switch, right? We thought yep. we were getting out of this pandemic. And so everyone's like, it's, it's a rapid rebound in demand, right? Like, okay, now I couldn't get this done for the last year and a half. Now I want it done. And so I think that's been part of it is is that rapid change. And so, you know, the the, 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 the rapid rebounding of the demand. Um. And you were talking, you brought up women and single mothers. So I read this, this same article was talking about how uh, the labor force, and this is a national, and it's not just about construction. This was this this statistics came from all in a lot of industries, um, but it was talking about how uh, the, the labor force participation declined most sharply for women uh, with family responsibilities and workers over fifty five, and it was talking about the women's labor force. Uh, was expected to increase in the late 2021, but the older workers, uh, obviously, early retirement, which is what we kind of mentioned earlier. But going back to the to the women, it was you know that that was why, right? Right? Like like you would. How many people do you know that you know both people have a job, both people in the family have both adults have a job, and how much of that income and basically for one of those jobs is paying for child care? Child care, correct. Um, you know. Give you an example. Me and my wife lived in Georgia. There's no family there. You know, you're lucky when you're around family. Family can help. Right. All right. So, I worked first, second shift. Deb worked third shift. Right. So there was one of us. The whole, you know, no reason I said first and second shift because when you're in food service and management, you your hours start at daylight and sometimes end at midnight. Right. And uh, so. She had a third shift job, so I could be with the boys and make sure, you know, yeah. uh, somebody was around them all the time. And that's how we operated for years, nearly five years like that. Yep. And, but there again, uh, when her working third shift, that paid for child care only, okay? Because, yeah. I mean, back in the 80s in Georgia, it was 100 bucks a week per child. Mm-hmm. And I ain't saying the child care people don't need to be paid, but I actually agree with this bill that they're trying to reintroduce again that Bill Clinton passed in his administration to help single moms or help families trying to get an upleg in life right. through kids being, getting a supplement for uh, child care, daycare. And, but, you know, with, you have to really pay attention to daycares because they're not all the same. Each state has different regulations. There are federal regulations, but you got good ones, you got bad ones. Right. Well, you know, one thing too is so you got to think, right? Peak unemployment uh, was what in twenty twenty was 
at, I guess, 15% or so. Yeah. Um, you know, and so the empty construction jobs um, at the same at during the unemployment, right? When all that a lot of construction industry was still able to continue for the first for, time for, in for history, the, right? Uh, you know, and, and but again, <laughs> and so now you had this shortage of people who you know think the think the office cubicle type you know situation, and there you know because of the last this whole generation gap that we've been talking about, right? Like there's this this what I don't know what to, how you want to say it, but like this mental thing, you know, where it's like this divide between, you know, I work in an office or I want to work on a job site, right? Construction. And so I think there's a lot of that too, that, you know, while there's this big demand, part of those people don't want to jump the ship, so to speak, and, and, and jump from an office into a, a construction type job. Correct. So I don't know that. I think there's just lots of reasonings and, uh, each individual has a reason. Sure. So, and and and, uh, and they're all. I mean, I'm sure they're all valid reasons. I'm just trying to state that the facts that we you know there yeah. is a shortage, and what are we going to do? But and that's what we'll talk about when we get back. So maybe, not that I have all the answers, or we have the answers, but maybe we can figure out some ideas and uh, how to help you through it. We'll be right back right after this. <laughs> That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. Thanks for listening to us. We appreciate all of our listeners out there. And uh, yeah, so we're talking a little bit about the shortages. I ran across this. It said 2011 by 2011. This is after you know the the recession, 2009. By 2011, a mil- two million workers left the construction industry, taking their knowledge and skills with them for good. So uh, it's it was it's interesting. Interesting. And- that that's right. That was the older people. Yep. All right. That uh, decided to retire out. Right. And these were skilled workers. Some of these guys been in it forty years. Right. Uh, I always, you know, my electrician, my plumber, they went to school together, graduated in '68, mm-hmm. and uh, they retired about the same time during the housing crunch. Yep. But you know, I always like the small companies. The local companies, because they really cared, they right. dotted the I's and crossed the T's. Well, let's look at this statistic: baby boomers, right, starting to retire. Uh, think about the larger gap it's going to create. It says by twenty twenty six, twenty nine percent of the current construction workforce is expected to retire. By twenty thirty one, that number is expected to rise forty one percent. Well, that's because I'm part of that. Yeah, you know, I'll be yeah. Uh, Less than two months, I'll be 65. Yeah, so you look at, you know, 10 years from now, you'll be retiring, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. No. We'll see. <laughs> Randy be pulling a tape measure from his grave. Uh, but, but, you know, I mean, 41%. That means we have to have 41% of young people or people coming into that industry in general. Um, and so that's it's not helping you. And then, of course, COVID on top of that. And you know we got uh, we are you know they are filling a lot of the roles with you know Latinos and stuff like that. Now a lot of Latinos know something about something, okay, but not necessarily the best way to do it. Because you know when they come out of Mexico and Guatemala, 
I'm not singling out any countries, okay? But they don't have codes in these countries. Right. You know, I've told Terry about some of the things I've seen on Facebook about construction uh, fails. And yep. most of these fails are not in the United States. They're out, outside the country, but they're not in European either. Right. Most of them are in Latino countries and where they do show you a guy getting killed. Yep. You know, because of negligence. They do not have the codes. Well, and then I guess that's that's the key thing to divert, defer, diversifying your. I can't talk today. I might as well go back to bed. Diversifying your uh, industry, but also it shows the importance of training. Correct, and you know, uh, I don't know when North Carolina made the law, but you know, uh, like a heating and air or a plumber, electrician had to have two thousand hours in class yeah. and two thousand hours on the job before they can even be considered to take our license. Right. And the other and the, now on the other side of the fence, a contractor don't have to have a, a carpenter doesn't have to have any schooling to apply for a contractor's license. Mm-hmm. But he has to pass the test. Well so as, as we sort of look at I mean you know, we've obviously over the show have established that there is you know why and there there is a shortage of labor what do we do from here? Like, how do we navigate the, the shortages? How do, what do we do? Well, I could I can't answer that <laughs> question if you can't get them in the workforce. Right. I mean, I think but, that's that's to me that's part of it. You know, we we hear so much you know, on the news about minimum wage, minimum wage, and blah blah blah, wages this and wages that. But I, so I think I, I think to me one of the the solutions, and I don't, and again, this is not I'm not no expert, but it, it makes sense to me. One of those solutions is trying to give those people a reason to come into the workforce, right? And, and money's a big driver, but you know, pulling those like you'd mentioned these, you know, immigrants and, and giving them a reason to work, and then giving them though, I think the structure. Anyone, whether it's a young kid or, or right or, or forty year old, but like give them the structure to to learn and improve and, and, and correct. You have, have that knowledge. You have skill. you have to teach them, okay? Yeah. And if you don't believe me, just go across the line over in Tennessee and look at some of them structures right. over there where you don't have to have a license to build, but you've got to have a permit for a septic tank and right. le- electrician. So at least it don't burn down. Well, I, I did find a couple tips for uh, overcoming the labor shortages the best you can, um, and that is you know, use your company culture as a competitive advantage. And that's where I was kind of leading with, you know, give them a reason. Give give the workers a reason to work for you. Um, and we we've talked, you know, a couple back in the summer about you know how to improve your business and, and and things like that. You know, but give give your employees a reason to stay with you. You know, Correct. treat them nice. Don't overwork them. You know, and um, you know, pay them on pay them on time. You know, we have our safety meetings. You know, we we talk about safety a lot. Yeah. And the reason for that is that. We're in a field that is dangerous, okay? You're using electric tools. The average person don't realize it, but, uh, you know, I really really harp on, I don't care if a guy drinks, don't care if he smokes a joint, but stop at a decent time at night. Right. So you don't come in the next morning reeking like beer or you're still stoned, because I will not allow an employee right. to go on a job if I smell alcohol or he's a... I generally don't keep him very long if I know he's a dope smoker. Right. Well, it, it goes back to never underestimate the power of a safe workforce, right? Uh, and that's where you're kind of leading into. That's the reason you don't want this. You know, Correct. Because, you know, 
I've been fortunate. I've had one insurance claim in 32 years, yep. and and I told him, I said, don't do this, and he didn't pay no attention to me, and he pulled his finger off. Yep. You well, know? I mean, that's the thing. So, you know, if if you have a job, you know, a job, if you're working for a crew, think about this and take it, you know, personally, like, right? Like, if, I, if I'm if i working, am I going to work at a place that values my safety or it, it tries to convince me to be safe? You or am I going to do a place that doesn't really care? Well, you got to. I you mean, know, uh, just like, I mean, he was a good employee. And that one incident, now, insurance paid him about uh, $5,000 for the end of that finger. Okay. And, but... The monetary loss I had was probably ten thousand dollars for the next three years, and in, in insurance increases right. because I, an employee did it. Yep. And but it doesn't make any difference uh, if you tell them not to do it and they do it. You're the contractor; you're still re- responsible if they right. get hurt. Well, that's it. So that's that's why it's important to have a safe job place, and you're going to get workers. You're going to you know you're going to continue to keep those workers that you have. Um, we've talked a lot about apprenticeship uh, programs, um, you know, and, and again, that's what I was mentioning earlier, right? Like, like getting, giving those people, in particular, younger people who's going to stay in the industry longer, obviously the target audience there, um, give them the the proper ways to learn. You know, don't Correct. don't just throw a hammer at them and then yell at them because they don't know how to swing it, right? Well, there is a pecking stage in the construction company that most people don't talk about, oh. but it is. But that's the thing. You know, framing is one of the hardest things in the world to learn. Yeah. But it's one of the things that once you learn, it's the most rewarding of any part of the construction job you got. Because it goes, you see the results. Yeah, because you see it, and you see what's going on. You understand. And if you really got somebody that uh, is real energetic and they want to learn it, and they'll, you know, it's, it's almost like the old saying, take the horse by the reins. Yep. And they will, yep. you know. Right. And well, and, you know, going with the apprenticeships, too, you're, you're seeing a lot of people teaming up with trade schools um, and, and you know, helping promote that. Um, Correct. You know, and again, part of, through uh, apprenticeships, but just through, you know, supporting that and partnering with them. And, you know, uh, uh, one thing I've, I've used as a tool <coughs> over the years is uh, you got somebody that's learning, take the student and let them become the teacher. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to make a few mistakes. You know, we all, even I make right. mistakes. And, uh, but that's the thing that really helps them is they realize they're going to make a mistake and then they'll avert it before they get to it. And the last tip I got for you is embrace technology. You know, whether that's, uh, you know, the new computer software that helps you, uh, you know, get the best estimates or the most efficient way to build or it's technology and the newest, you know, not, not, not gimmicks, don't get me wrong, but you know, the newest, whether it's a fastener or we've talked many times, you know, yep. new fasteners that save time or, or new, you know, new products that go down faster, Keep, keeping easier. Up with, and, keeping up with the codes, too. Yep. You know, uh, a lot of people don't realize that the codes is what causes the cost of a home. Right. Not the labor. Because as a rule of thumb, it used to be 50%. Whatever materials cost labor was about the same. But when you go into remodeling a person's home, that doesn't don't count that's it another all about home construction in the books hopefully that helps some people thanks for listening to us guys and uh randy i guess we'll see you next week november november i'm wrong i'm wrong i'm wrong i'm two days off aren't i the third we still got one more october saturday my bad 
Randy, we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Bye. Thanks for listening to All About Home Construction. We air every week on Saturday mornings on WATA in Boone. Please like this podcast, comment, share it. Hey, let everybody know where you found it. Thanks for listening.